Welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. We've got uh, a couple of things going on today, and I didn't turn off my volume already, darn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a little Mickey Mouse operation we got going here today. Uh, again, I'm Nathan Mitchell. Welcome to Get in the Herd. And today I've got with me two special guests, um, very special guests of mine, uh, Thomas Smith and Ben Kramer. Uh, both of you just celebrated some milestones, and uh, I've invited you here so we can talk about milestones, keeping it together, and I have known both of you since I walked in the doors here at McShin. Um, it's been a pleasure and an honor, and I'm grateful that you're here today. So introduce yourselves, please. Uh, gee, which one of you is older? Yeah. All right, so I'll let, let you introduce yourself then. <laughs> oh, you want me to go? Uh -huh. Younger, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my name is Ben. I just uh, I just celebrated my two years on uh, March 26th. Mm -hmm. uh, my clean day is March 26, 2018. Two years. Um, started out in the uh, McShins intensive program. Uh, that's where I met Thomas. Um, me and him have been uh, been best friends ever since. He came in like like what maybe three weeks after I did, and um, we've been together ever since. And it's been amazing. Like you know they um, people tell us that you know they 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 see, you know, growth in me and, you know, it, it's hard to kind of take a step back and see that growth that I've taken. So it's cool to have somebody that, you know, I've, I've grown with and see their growth and have somebody that's grown with me come back and tell me, like just today he was telling me that um, he's seen growth in me from since day one and stuff. So um, as people like Thomas, I try to try to keep myself around, you know, constantly, and it's been it's been great being. Um, I consider this my brother. I really do. One of my best friends, and it's 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 been an amazing journey this whole time. Well, um, and uh, ben, ben, Thomas, if you'd like to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you are. Oh, I'm Thomas. Uh, my clean dates April twelfth, two thousand eighteen. Ben was the first person I met when I got to McShin. They actually had us cleaning the bathrooms together. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, Checks out. After I kind of got in his pocket, we got both got moved into the intensive house. I got in Ben's back pocket, and he carried me for a while in early recovery. He's my best friend, and to this day, you know, he's always there for me when I need something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have uh, a bunch of people watching right now. Your mom's watching, Ben. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Ben's mom. Hi, Ben's mom. Hi, Myra. Um, we got Matt Caldwell. Uh, any questions for Ben and Thomas here? Anybody? Want? Don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> this is going to end up bad. Please don't do that. Um, as always, we have our fantastic producer, Todd, over there. Todd, you want to say hi to the crowd? What's going on, guys? How are you doing today? Hi, Todd. Hey, Todd. Todd, it looks like uh, I'm looking at the... I know, I'm working on it right yeah, now. Yeah, as I say, it looks like there's Vaseline on there. I like that because it makes me look younger, so we can <laughs> keep me keep me younger, fresher. Um, if you're if we're experiencing technical difficulties today, don't adjust your radio. This is meant to be. Well, the audio is good. I'm working on the uh, video part now. It's, it's laggy from the internet for some reason, so... Everybody's trying to watch Netflix at once. They got that new Tiger King episode out, and yeah, there it goes. So. I love that show. <laughs> Did you have you watched it for real? The whole thing. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I, I refuse to conform to the uh, the popularity of the show. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm feeling the wrestling inside me right now. I want to watch it, but I also it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, could, could you could you give the two of us a synopsis of uh, what it's about? What what, oh, what man, we're missing? That that show goes like <laughs> everywhere. Like it starts off them talking about this dude starting this tiger farm or whatever and then it's like somebody gets murdered and man it's it's crazy it goes everywhere so it's kind of like a typical day at mcshin ah hopefully nobody's getting murdered at mcshin <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny any of these <laughs> allegations that happen so the two of you have just recently celebrated two years of continuous sobriety and i also celebrated recently i'm in february so we're roughly the same uh, time-wise, and I, I have grown with you. I've known you since I got here, um, and I've seen the two of you change dramatically, and 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 I would imagine you've seen me change dramatically too. Um, yeah, right. Um, what I love though is that, like, you know, even even from a early on, like I, I I I really you were at the house leader at house i think at our intensive program when i got here mm -hmm. yeah and so you know you really had a, a hold on that group i could tell that you really cared about that group of people um and i i know 
there's probably some of your former housemates watching now, or soon will be. I got a call, you know, we got a call from Howard just a minute ago. Um, you've continued to grow in your recovery, and now I'm actually your house leader, which is kind of funny. Um, but Thomas, you've moved on. You're, you're no longer McShin. But tell us what you're doing now, if you don't mind. Um, I'm the men's manager at EcoFlats. Um, I take care of the whole men's program over there, make sure those guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing and staying clean and helping them in any way I can, really. Good. I know that, I know that uh, you're doing a great job over there because I know you and I talk fairly regularly, mm -hmm. sometimes more than others, but I know that you know, when people go back and forth, we often will talk about yeah. that. Um, I have a question from somebody in the comments here. Um, it's for you, Ben. Uh, Myra Taylor Kramer says, um, how long did it take before you decide to do or die? Mm. <laughs> um, it's a good question. Yeah, well. It's a good question. And have you actually made that decision? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anybody knows the, the struggles that I've gone through is my mother. So um, for about, I don't know, I started maybe, you know, um, using at a, at a very young age with smoking and drinking. And then when I was about 21, I started using um, harder drugs and stuff. But anyways, so from about 2010 to 2018, about eight years consisted of me uh, using, breaking the law, um, putting my life at risk, going to jail, to and from jail, to and from jail. And, um, you know, there are plenty of times that I wanted to get clean, but I was, I was so stuck in the grips. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't want to make that choice and I didn't realize that, that dying was one of the, um, you know, direct results of my disease. So it took me a while to realize that. So, um, on March 25th, I was, I was uh, incarcerated in 2018, and I came back here, which I'd been here before, and um, I got close with a lot of these people like we talked about, right? And um, it started out as, you know, um, staying clean and, and, and being, a, um, being there for, for the guys in the house and being a, a role model for them. And that's where, like, where it first started to grow was from that. Like, I wanted to stay clean for them, to be there for them. And then, you know, I started to realize that dying was, was absolutely an option and a, that could be a direct result from my disease. Um, we've seen a lot of people that, that we've lost in this process and stuff. And it just reminds me that that, I, that could be me. So one of the reasons I love staying in this process is because there are people that are here that are, that are fresh off the street that are just coming in for their first time. And that's a reminder to me of what it's like. Like, I don't have to go test the waters. I don't have to go out there and try that next one. Like, that's, that's what they're here for for me. Like, when they come in, like, you know, I know what it's like by looking at them and sharing their experience. And, you know, the most beautiful thing about that process, too, is that we're here for other people um, that have come before us, like people like John Schinholzer and David Rook, I feel like we're important to them so they know what it's like to be um, early on in recovery. You know, so I, I think it's a beautiful process. But, yeah, um, you know, for a long time I didn't realize that, that, that death was absolutely an option um, that I could experience if I didn't, you know, if I didn't get clean and stuff, but over the process, over the last two years, um, losing people and gaining some of these relationships, like I, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose those relationships and I don't want to die. Like I, I've come so far and, and life has been such a beautiful thing the past two years. It's, it's truly been an amazing process and I, and I love it. Well, you both have uh, faced significant challenges in, in recovery, both early on and, and even recently, um, some challenges. Um, how have you dealt with things? How do you continue to deal with things and stay drug and alcohol free? How do you do that on a regular basis? Um, I think a lot of mine, especially like now, like I've built a good network of guys that, you know, will call me out of my shit, you mm. know. They'll keep me straight. And I mean, when I got to run something by these guys, I just call them, you know. Like Ben's always been there for me since day one, like we talked about earlier. You know, so like anything I need to go to bend with, you know, I, 
I run it by him, you know, I run it by him, I run it by my sponsors most of the time. Um, and, and people like that help me stay clean and help me get through whatever I'm going through. You know, my first memory of you, Thomas, uh, and I probably met you in the parking lot before this, but my first memory of you is a Moses group, two floors directly <coughs> below where we are now, in the, in the small boardroom, um, and you, I think it was painted blue at the time, or whatever mm -hmm. it was, um, we called it blue room, but you were in the corner, and I think your mother was sick. Yeah. Um, she'd had a stroke, I believe, Yeah. if I'm correct. Um, and I remember you just, I remember thinking this, this guy, because you're, you're kind of a strong-looking, tough, you, you look like a tough guy, <laughs> right? Well, I know you well now. I know I love now like, yeah, I'm not as tough as I look. <laughs> no, you are. You're tougher than you look. <laughs> you know, I would definitely give you credit for that. But you're not, um, you're not intimidating. I wasn't intimidated by you. Um, I just thought, here's this tough guy who looked really broken. Yeah. Um, and and tight, you know, tight is the word I think of when I think of when I first met you because you're just, you know, all into your, and I remember Moses bringing you out um, a little bit in that process and, and over the next few months and then, you know, it came to be after a few more weeks, um, or a few more months, you became the house leader at the house I lived in mm -hmm. at Chamberlain and, and you and I were oil and water the very first night and then the second night and then we were fine after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and I knew that was, well, I didn't know that was going to happen, but, but I, I could have foreseen that, uh, you know, because I'm a hard-headed motherfucker. So, and you are too. And, I, and I, I, I knew even then when I was pissy with you or we were pissy with each other that, like, I knew where your heart was. Yeah. Like, I learned that really early on with you. And to see this tight little, you know, guy do what you're doing now is incredibly inspiring to me. It genuinely, you know, I, 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 I look at you, I'm like, man, I've got this guy in my life. Yeah. You know? um, and I'm grateful for that. Ben, on the other hand. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Dude, you know how I feel about you, man. You, you, you've, you've um, you know, you recently, well, I guess it hasn't been that recently, a couple months ago, you know, you still had to clean up a little piece of, you know, the wreckage of the past. Mm -hmm. And you did that with grace. Um, how on earth did you freaking do all that? So, I'm lucky enough that before I did go back to jail, which is the wreckage that you're speaking of, um, I had built a network. I had somebody like you. I had Thomas. I had my, um, my friend Sean with me to support me. Because if I don't think that I had built these relationships with some of these people before I had to go back, I, I probably would have genuinely broken down. And I might have used over it. Um, so I'm glad it took that long to go to court. Because, I mean, that was, that was a dramatic experience for me, having to go in and out of that jail every day to talk to the people that I love, to be a contributing member of society, and have to go back and put on that mask of being an inmate. It, it, it broke me down because I was, <coughs> excuse my language, but I was fucked up in the head after that. <laughs> Because I was pretending to be somebody that I wasn't. It, if it wasn't for the network and the people that I have in my life to support me, to tell me to keep going and to keep pushing me forward and tell me that they are proud of me, you know, a lot of people told me, like, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you stayed clean during the whole time. And that wasn't the hard part for me. The hard part was dealing with my own, you know, mental state and my own thinking because, you know, using drugs was, is, was just a side effect of my disease. Right, my addiction manifests in, in absolutely many different ways, because the only way I knew how to deal with anxiety and depression was by using and picking up the next one. Thankfully, I've built up a network and a program strong enough to realize that you know I have ways around those feelings and stuff. I don't know how many times I wanted to just completely forget about doing the work release thing for those six months and just go sit in the hole or in a regular jail cell like I was used to doing to separate myself from the, and I realized how stupid that was because I would be separating myself from you and Nathan and anybody else. You know, I wouldn't be able to use my phone when I went out. I wanted to, I wanted to isolate. I wanted to completely shut down, but I knew that wouldn't be the right thing for me. I knew that wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be healthy for me to do that. Um, and I remember um, Thomas and I lost one of our really good friends while I was locked up. Um, I was being released, and 
I was I just turned my phone on and a friend had sent me a text message saying, "Call me before you even get on Facebook or anything like that." Cuz she she knew how I was. She knew I didn't want to find out that one of my close friends had died from seeing somebody's stupid Facebook post, rest in peace, whatever. I miss you. Cuz in all honesty, like that kind of thing pisses me off. I think that family should be able to grieve before they find out about, you know, these people that have passed away and stuff. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I called and found out that our friend uh, Trey had overdosed and died, you know, and the first person I called was Thomas because me and Thomas were at the, uh, the Scott house with him. Like he grew with us. He lived at a couple other houses. He moved to Eco Flats with him. And um, Thomas is actually like, uh, I think he had overdosed before and Thomas has had to bring him back. So that was, that was a pretty heartbreaking experience. You, 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 you build, like I said, you build these relationships, you get close with some of these people, and it's heartbreaking to see that happen and stuff. So that was really hard for me, you know, being incarcerated, because I couldn't be there for Thomas, yeah. right? I couldn't just leave work. I couldn't just leave the jail to go be there with him like I'm used to doing. You know, I had to work around my work schedule and talk with him. And, like, you know, when I was using, that might be something that I would use over. Be like, damn, Trey just died. I I don't want to deal with this. I want to. I want to go get high now, so I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. So you know that that was hard, but um. You know, the most important thing I, I I did during that six months is I didn't pick up, no matter how hard it was. You know, and like I said, thankfully I've 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 built a network and a foundation strong enough to support me through those six months. And sure enough, you know, when I got back, there was Thomas and there was you, yeah. waiting for me. Um, both of you, you know, during what's happening out in the world, this global pandemic crap, um, it's just a big shit show out there, really. It really is. Um, but, uh, you know, both of you are in positions of, um, you know, still being a beacon of hope to the newcomer. Um, and, you know, in, in, in full, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Transparency, honesty, disclosure, full disclosure here. You know, we initially had this set to be a discussion with four of us, um, the three of us, and a newcomer I've been following in this podcast for the last couple of weeks. Um, and I, I work very hard at not putting expectations on people. I try not to do that. I still do, you know, but I, I work to rein that in because expectations are really just, you know, premeditated resentments. Um, and it's not fair, you know, to put my expectations on somebody else. And so, you know, unfortunately, you know, Thomas decided to, the, another Thomas who was going to be with us today decided, uh, that he was going to, you know, cut his, uh, time here short and left and he's not able to, uh, participate today. And, and, you know, I have mixed emotions, even just disclosing that. However, you know, we made a commitment yesterday and we put out the, the promotional stuff for it. So, you know, there, there's a... There's a, I guess, there's a, you know, there's that. Um, what, uh, what, what do you guys, what do you guys have as suggestions for the newcomers? You know, because this is what this is about. You know, we're, we're, we're the beginning of the hope shot. You know, I, I don't, I'll slip up every once in a while and say I'm in long-term recovery, but the reality is when I turned two years, somebody asked me, what do I, how do I feel? And I said, I feel like I ain't done shit yet. Mm -hmm. It was the first thing I, and that's what I said. I'm like, I feel like I haven't done any work at all. And then I kind of processed a little more and realized, no, 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 no. I haven't used in two years and that's a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. um, however, there's more work to do, you know, and, 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 and I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a person who takes the one day at a time thing to one hour at a time sometimes. You know, um, but I can also sit there and be the guy who forecasts forever, you know, mm -hmm. um, and get stuck forecasting or looking at the back, looking at the back and all the wreckage of the past. Right. Sorry about that. Um, what's your suggestions for the newcomers? And I say suggestions. I don't say advice because I don't like that word. If I had one suggestion, it'd be to be so hard on yourself. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? None of us are perfect. We're all like we Everybody makes mistakes, you know, and don't let that mistake define who you are as a person. Mm. You know, keep working forward and, I mean, keep moving forward and keep doing what you're doing and, you know, stay the course. Like, yeah. ride this thing out. It's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. You know, it's going to have ups and downs. You just got to buckle your seatbelt and hang on. Strap in, have fun. Mm -hmm. Lock and loaded. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'd have to say um, one that's always stuck with me and that I, I, that I use till this day is, uh, you know, someone once told me, uh, don't give up five minutes before the miracle happens, but don't expect the miracle in five minutes either. Yeah. You know? I like that. There's something that you um, you shared with me that somebody had shared with you mm-hmm. that sticks in my brain at the end of every NA meeting. Uh, I'm breaking NA meeting, whatever. But um, at the end of most meetings, they'll say, you know, uh, keep coming back. And I, I know that, that you say, just stay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do that too, because you, you, you shared with that with me. And I appreciate that. So I, I've heard people in the program before too say stuff like, um, you know, they'll come up to a newcomer and be like, oh, keep coming back. Like, you'll learn and stuff. Like, that's cool. Like, keep coming back. But, like, the one that always stuck with me was stay. Like, stay in the process because that's what I did. I stayed. I didn't keep going back out and coming back and relapsing. Like, I stayed. I stayed in the mix. I stayed in the herd. I stayed with people like you and Thomas. I stayed um, networking. Like, I stayed abstinent in, in, in my recovery and stuff. So, like, stay. Like, it, and it's simple and it's to the point, too. Like, you can't get much simpler than that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You can't complicate it. Like, how can you argue with stay? Yeah. Right, right. Um, something you said earlier, and I think, I think this might be a comical turn here. Um, you said your disease can manifest in other ways. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that, sir? Because I've seen you shop. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they talk about, like, uh, don't look at me like that either. <laughs> um, that, that, look right, that look right there is why I love you so much. <laughs> so, like, absolutely, like, uh, you know, my disease, and I feel a void of, like, drugs. Um, and, but, you know, when we, when we talk about, like, filling that void of drugs, like, we, we try to fill it with, with other things. So, you know, sex and gambling. Um, I know you're watching, Howard, gambling. We'll talk about it later. Um, but, like, you know, that, that, that's how my disease manifests, too. Like, I remember uh, I used to love gambling. I used to love playing cards, any kind of card. I thought I was a tabletop king, uh, poker, spades, dominoes, whatever, and I would, I would gamble on it. I would gamble on, a, um, you know, a snail race outside. We could, <laughs> me and Thomas could get two slugs and put them on the pavement out here and see which one would cross the finish line first, and I would live off of that. I could, I could get high off of that. I'd be like, yeah, Thomas, that snail sucked. Mine rocks. <laughs> Speedy got us there, right? <laughs> got me that five bucks, and that's like, and like, and and talk about like growth. Like I remember uh, going into jail, and like, mom, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> would would you know put money on my books, and 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 half that money I would I would gamble away, right? <laughs> Your mom just said she was proud of you a minute ago too, by the way. <laughs> well, hopefully she she still is. I love you, mom. I'm just being honest, you know, honest program today. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, she would put money in my books and I would gamble half of it away. And then this time around when I said I was, I was going to jail, I, I wasn't going to gamble any of that stuff away because it was unhealthy because I knew from my growth that, that I was filling a void from, from drugs by gambling. And I told myself I wasn't going to do it anymore. I wasn't because I knew that's exactly what gambling was and me was filling a void and I, and I still haven't done it yet. I've had people offer to play poker and stuff and I'm like, no, sorry, I don't, I don't gamble anymore. And, um... You know, Thomas knows more than more than anybody when it comes to females and stuff. Like, you know, I, 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 I fall in love, and then I get my heart broken, and then it's just a repeated process. I don't know how many times I've come to Thomas, uh, like, you know, crying my eyes out because some girl broke my heart, or I did something stupid, or I didn't, you know, I broke somebody else's heart, and I look for him uh, to co-sign some bullshit that I make up in my own head. Um, but that was the thing that we were talking about earlier, that he's seen some growth in me in that area and stuff, you know. Um I think you've both grown in that area. I yeah. Know, I, I remember Thomas early on. Shoo. <laughs> I got a good story about Thomas, too. I remember um, he was, he was, and if you don't mind. Okay, good. Thomas uh, he was, uh, he was pretty upset about a girl, and, like, he had, he had, he had left the house, and we were like, oh, my God, he's, he's heartbroken. He's going to go storm off. And. We were worried about him going to a bar, but we weren't worried about him going to a bar and drinking. We were worried about him going to a bar and start, starting a fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so me and me and uh, me and our friend Howard literally like 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 walked around the neighborhood like fifty times looking for him, and then and then sure enough, like all he, all I did was go like you know cool his head off and stuff, and by the, you know somebody else at the house called and said that um he was back at the house and stuff. So we went, you know, we went back at that point. You know that's funny. I I'd, I'd forgotten about that. I well I I the story, but I'd forgotten 
the anger issues that you have that you've had yeah. because I don't I've never really seen you that way um which is you know great yeah. um how's that working for you how's oh it's awesome yeah. like you know of course I get anger as an emotion that you know any human being has but I've worked a lot on that um I did a six-month anger management class um yeah man it, it helped out a lot and I really couldn't even see it working but then I started noticing after I finished the class, I was like, the same things I used to get angry about don't make me as angry as what they do. And now if they do, I know how to cope with them. Yeah. You know, I know certain exercises and certain things that I can do that, that kind of diminish that a little bit. There's, um, you know, with everything going on, I, I talked about this a little bit yesterday and the day before about how like there's been an organic process of just reprioritizing what's important in my life um, based on you know just simply I don't you know this these things aren't available anymore to do and like why am I worried about this and 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 I think part of me I'm grateful to be where I am in my recovery um, because I'm at this point where it's easy to, it's easier for me to get to that place where I'm like oh I just need to let that go you know, that's what's, that's what's coming me up. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong, I've had days, and you've seen me days recently, or maybe you haven't noticed so much, I don't know, but where I'll just, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's me, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be that guy, you know, um, uh, but, but even yesterday, like, we went out shopping, and I laughed so damn hard yesterday, and I'm so grateful for that, because I needed to get out, mm -hmm. you know, and what did I tell you, you know, I said, yeah, I was out on Friday, but, you know, what was I doing, very, something very, very inappropriate, <laughs> and I'll, 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 I won't tell your mom, but, <laughs> so, so, I need you guys, you know, it's like, I, 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 yeah, I know, Tom. <laughs> I don't have a freaking sensor on this, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I don't have a sensor button. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. We're talking about anger and, and reprioritizing. And, um, you know, I know what you've told me. And, yeah, okay, maybe I have seen a little bit here and there and, and, and with your anger. And I, for me, an understanding of anger is that it's just fear outwards, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love that about you because I think of you as a very calm person now. You know, and I know you handle a lot, hmm. a lot. I mean, I do not envy you your job, but at the same time, I, I'm very, uh, admire, I admire you for what you do. Thank you. And I admire the fact that you, um, I don't know if you've been doing it lately, but I know you, you started a, a book group, um, a, a literature study for, for the 12-step fellowship that we all belong to. Um, and I think that the two of you have grown into these, and I remember having discussions with you on the porch at Chamberlain saying, I don't know about this shit, you know, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be something I'm going to do, I don't need a sponsor, all this stuff, and now, now I look at you and I'm like, cool, Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I look at the two of you and I see what you're doing right now um, in terms of, you know, because we don't have meetings, because the fellowships are all sort of becoming, are adapting, which is actually beautiful to see, you know, the process. We are a resilient group of motherfuckers, yeah. you know. We're not going to keep this, keep on our backs. Uh, but the two of you, you know, what have you been doing? Talk about it. Well, this is something that we talked about at our, at our house meeting on Monday, uh, Monday right? Um, how are we part of the solution today? And I'll ask that question of you again because you had some, str you struggled with it on Monday. Well, Monday was a long day. I just got off work. But, um... <laughs> So with with NA meetings shut down, um, I have I have uh, uh, pamphlets, and this is for anybody that that's in a twelve step program of Narcotics Anonymous too. For anybody that's listening right now, I have uh, pamphlets, uh, basic texts, it works how and why, and key tags at my disposal for free that I'm donating to anybody that 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 would like them because, um, you know, and I've even gotten a lot of flack for this for you know still wanting to be around people and stuff like that so I'm still trying to find like an equal balance of social distancing and still trying to help out my my community and um, showing people that it works and stuff um, so I've given out some key tags to people I've given Just out some toss them out of the car <clears throat> if I got to it, it looks it looks like a whole drug deal sometimes it but does. you know <laughs> I, but but like like I've learned like you know I'm, I'm dealing hope you know, mm. and that's the way I got to 
That's Ooh, the way I, like I got to think about it because you know, <laughs> I think I think, and, and I don't I don't I don't boost myself up at all, you know. But like I feel like people like you, me, and Thomas are like that's what we the one reason we need to keep doing this to show these people that are struggling without going to meetings and stuff that that this can absolutely work that this is a process. I posted something about him getting his two years like twice, so so people can see that that it works. Like I'm proud of this guy. Like it's. It's it's a simple process, but it's it's also really hard. So I still attend uh, the Zoom meetings online, um, which are nice, which are a little bit different. But I think me and Thomas had this conversation the other day too. There's something about that that intimate um, relationship of actually sitting down in in front of somebody. And I do it with you, and I do it with Thomas, and there are a select few that I do it with too. But I think that when we do this, we know the risk that we're taking. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, when we're doing this, you know, and, and, and I know personally, like having a face to face conversation with with you or Thomas, like means the world to me, you know, um, me too. It, it keeps me going. And, and I love it, like being able to sit down and have an intelligent conversation with somebody besides myself for once, you know. Um, and like I said, I think we know the risk that we're taking when we do this. Um, you know, a lot of people might frown upon it or look down upon it, but. That's what help keeps me clean. Um, uh, I love my mother and my father very much, but I've been kind of keeping my my distance away from them because I know the risk that I could be taking home yeah. to them. Um, I love them, you know. I try to I try to message my mom every day and stuff, but um, and, and and that's one of the, the things I love about McShin and 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 you know other recovery organizations is that we're we're around people in recovery constantly. You know, Thomas works it works on it with you know as a job level, and I know that it helps him with his recovery. And um, I live at a recovery house with you, so if I'm having any problems or any struggles, I can come talk to you, or I can talk to Brian. You know, if I need to, what's going? I don't want to know what's going on. <laughs> Your mom says ten foot pole, so I'm trying to figure out where the. She's probably not want to touch the comment with a ten foot pole about what was going on last Friday. That oh was, yeah, well, yeah. There you go, Nathan. God. Oh, Joe Macy says, um, can we have a feelings check? What's your standard line with feelings checks? Uh, feeling focused and focused on feeling. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs> I love that. I love Nate, that. You saw where we did get a donation here. For, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to, I don't know who that person is, so um, I, um, yeah, see. I can't tell who right It is now. Teresa, Teresa Christensen. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I know who you are, but thank you so much for that very generous uh, donation. I uh, appreciate you, uh, Thank you. putting that in. Um, we're going to put it towards getting Ben's head right. Um, <laughs> what does recovery mean to y'all? Thomas <laughs> HR. Smith and, uh, it looks like it says Smithend. Thomas Smithend. Ah, Mr. Smithend. It's your little yeah, what does head. recovery mean to y'all? Thomas Smith and Benjamin Kramer. Um, recovery to me means... It's like, HR. I figured. It's just, um, recovery it's just to means it. to me means oh. finding a new way to live. Like I was so caught up in this lifestyle I was living when I was using. Like coming here, I had to like change all, my whole thought process. You know what I'm saying? Like he was talking about my anger issues earlier. Like, and I was angry about everything. It didn't like the littlest thing could happen, and I would blow up about it. So I had to figure out new ways of getting around it and new ways of working on that so to change my life. Like, and that's yeah. pretty much what it is for me is finding a new way to live. Yeah, that's it. But, and Howard did ask a good question. Ben, uh, what does recovery mean to you? Thank you, Mr. Smithend. Smithend. Welcome, Mr. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does recovery mean to me? I, mean, I feel like that's such like a loaded and like broad question, right? Um, I feel like this was in one of the groups like two years ago when we were here, and I, I still can't like fully answer it. Um, maybe not the right way, but like you know the way that. Okay, so recovery means to me is it's 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 an ongoing process. It's not called you know Howard didn't ask what does recovered mean to you right? Yeah. Like recovery is 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 you know an ongoing process because even after two years like I'm still learning new things about me absolutely and the program and stuff which is awesome so I guess that's the way I think about it you know an ongoing process it's not recovered I'm not cured I didn't go to passages at Malibu and I'm no longer <laughs> a drug addict you know 
I'm a recovering addict. You know, I'm not a recovered addict. And I'm not just an addict, I'm a recovering addict. And then Lisa, Lisa Madison said, Ben, you, Here have, we go. you have been such a huge part of my early recovery. And the one thing I see firsthand is that if anyone needs any kind of help, you are there. If, and if you can't, you make a way. Um, so I, I love Lisa to death. She was, she was one person that was there for me um, the whole time I was, I was incarcerated and stuff. She checked up on me regularly. So recently she also um, had to go turn herself back in um, to jail and stuff, uh, and knowing very well that I'd been in the same position as she was, you know, we could really relate on that. And um, she was, what is it like, you know, up up in Northern Virginia is where she was incarcerated, um, close to two hours away. As soon as um, I knew that she was getting released, like I dropped everything, I literally got off work and I drove right up there to get her and bring her back, you know, because I knew this is where where she needed to be and where she wanted to be, you know, with her friends and family that she loves. And if, like, you're in my circle, I would, I'll pretty much do anything for you, you know. And anybody that I see that's doing the right thing and really wants this, I'll, I'll bend over backwards for them, you know. I really will. Um, because I, I love seeing that growth in other people. Like, I keep, we keep bringing that up. Like, I keep bringing that up. Yeah. Um, I love seeing that growth in people, and, and I love you too, Lisa. Like, I've seen some serious growth in you too. Um, I mean, the thing, same thing goes back, back to her, like she said about me, that's a very strong woman in recovery. If there are any women watching and y'all need to reach out to somebody, that's definitely somebody I would recommend um, reaching out to and stuff because um, I'm a strong believer in paying it forward. You know, uh, people helped me and gave me suggestions when I first got here, and I did that to Thomas. And then I see Thomas do it all the time, and I still do it. I do it for people like Lisa. I do it for people that are um, having a full-time job now that I'm not up here as much as I can, but when I do. And, you know, there's some guys that, like, I can, I can, I can see it in them. I can see that hope. I can see what, that they really want it. So I will definitely take my time out of my day to help them, give them my number, help them out with anything I can, like, even if it's just... Um, you know, before all this happened, like taking them to a meeting, going to the grocery store, um, buying a pack of cigarettes for them or, you know, something like that. I don't I don't mind doing that because and I, and I do it. I don't do it to get something back in return. I do it because that feels good being able to help people. One thing that we learned is, you know, one therapy, you know, the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel. And I, I genuinely stick by that, you know, through this whole thing, like helping people. I love it. It's yeah. it, that maybe you know that's a good void mm -hmm. that 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 I'm doing. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you know no meetings, and I I think with you know the, the reality, of course, it only takes two people to make a meeting discussing recovery, and I've actually found it, and um, with the weather changing, it's been easier. But taking walks, you know, mm -hmm. I took yeah. a participant out on a one-on-one -on -one, you know walk. Um, we actually went and. Went to all the men's houses, you know, and, and just checked in with all the houses um, one Saturday or Sunday last, a couple weeks ago and then just took a, a hike through a park, you know, and talked recovery and shit. So, you know, it, it's new ways of having meetings, new ways of, well, new ways, but I mean the same ways, but just, I don't know, just doing it, you yeah. know, not getting too bogged down and we got to have a, got to have a meeting at eight o'clock and we got to get there at seven thirty to do all the chairs and make sure all the, I like all that stuff too, the structure, the, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, commitments, you know, commitments are something I struggled with in active using. Um, so that's probably a good segue going into this one question. This is what do you say to someone who yeah. is adamant they don't need meetings? And actually, Thomas, I'm going to have you mm. answer this one. Um, I think this young man has not found a group that he really connects with and has actually had older persons in recovery say they don't want to hear about his drug use. Mm. 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 So that's a pretty loaded one for you. <laughs> so the question was, what do you say to someone who is adamant they don't need meetings? I, I think this young man has not found a group that he really connects with and has actually had older people in recovery say they don't want to hear about his drug use. Oh, man. That is a loaded question. Um, can you repeat it one more time? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, Sorry, yeah, man. No, that's cool. Uh, what do you say to someone who is adamant they don't need meetings? I, I think this young man has not found a group that he really connects with and has actually had other older persons in recovery say they don't want to hear about his drug use. Um, 
I would say find something that's working for you. Like, you know, Narcotics Anonymous isn't the only way of recovery. You know, there's multiple pathways of recovery. And anything that you can do that's going to work and helps keep you clean, do that and, and, you know, stick around those people. Finding good people was a big part of my recovery. You know what I'm saying? So I surround myself with, like, people like Ben and Nathan on a regular basis. And, and I, I, I was there, you know. When I first got into recovery, I wasn't sure that Narcotics Anonymous would work for me. You know, I, I kind of identified out instead of identifying in. Mm. And, and when I did that, like, I noticed I was pushing myself further and further away from my friends and the people that, you know, cared about me. And then, like, I started meeting people like him, Nathan, Howard, Brian. And we kind of grew it like it was almost like a brotherhood. And like those guys, you know, would go to meetings. So I was going to meetings with them and, and just stay the course, man. Just keep doing what you're doing and, and, and you ride it out. Yeah, I would, I would um, you know, encourage the person who is, uh, you know, wants to talk about the drug use to, to you know, shoot, I had something for this. Um, yeah, for me, it, 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 I, can, I can sit there and I can examine all of my using and I can look at some specific times that were a lot of fun and I can focus on that and I can say, you know what, but, but this is the fun thing. And, and then I can also look at the shit, you know, and, you know and, and play the tape, you know, at different segments and not play it all the way through. You know, person's not ready, person's not ready. Yeah. You know, um, I, would, I would ask the person who, you know, wants to talk about drug use, if they're coming to the meetings, why, why are you coming, you know, and, and, and you know, what are you grateful for today? Yeah, you know, and 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 I also don't like hearing people talk about drug using stories. And when I start to do it, I start to glorify in my own head. So I can see why that could be problematic, especially around, you know, fresh out of the shit, you know, but fresh out of it, I wanted to look for ways to go back into it. So so it, it's 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 good to try to get out of that. Anyway, do you have thoughts on this? I'm rambling. Well, I I think there's a difference between war stories and then. Um sharing about like how you you know how you feel like Personal you want to use and stuff yeah. yeah um so and i and i get that before like there there's some people that let me think how to um so you don't you don't want to speak it into existence i don't think you know you don't want to keep talking about it and talk about it until you you know you do use but it is good to you know come to a fellow addict and even if it is someone maybe a little bit earlier on in recovery like somebody like me and Thomas cuz I know you know we're not at that point where we still understand where people are at first coming in fresh for the door I mean he does it you know yeah. Thomas does it on a daily basis like yeah. almost every day there's somebody new coming into the um into the organization or leaving and stuff so uh you know for whoever's listening that that's struggling with it you know it's they told us that it's good to get in the herd with um, some people that you know have like a you know a year or so um, uh, with some you know program and you know some learning and stuff. Center of the lifeboat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to. Yeah, that's some good shit. Um, you want to stay in the middle of it, not on that you know the outside of it, and I absolutely agree that you know that's why I love places you know like McShin and um, you know True Recovery and the War Foundation is because you're you're constantly around other people that are going through the same thing as you, and not necessarily um, some people that have that have gone on and you know become productive members of society and you know have full time job, have their own house and stuff like that. Like that's great and stuff because that's that attraction that you want to get to at some point in your life but you don't want to rush to that so it's you know it's also good to be around people that are like in the on the same page as you and stuff so you can they can they can relate to you and you can relate to them and stuff and i think that's you know how we first found that attraction between the two of us because i know i was a loner you know um growing up and stuff like being in high school and everything so it was good being able to relate to him being like well i'm a, I'm a fucking loner so is he like maybe we can be you know loners together and then you know it, it kind of built from there and stuff um but that's why I always feel like it's good to get involved with places like McShin or these other um, RCOs and everything. Yeah, and I think when, when somebody, you know, wants to talk about the meetings not being, like, you know, for them and whatnot, I, I don't, I'm not going to try to beat somebody into submission on that. Nah, right? not gonna, I'm not going to work. Um, you, more often than not, I'm like, all right, well, let's go get coffee, you know, or let's go out get something to eat or take a walk, you know, let's go do something. And, and 
you know, it's a program of attraction rather than promotion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, here's how I live my life, you know. Maybe, maybe you would like to experience living your life a little bit without the use of, you know, mind-altering substances. That, yeah. Um, what do we have next? Well, uh, you had another one here. It was, all right, so you have two from Matt. Yeah. Uh, what's something, something well, actually, I'm sorry, there's one that just came through. Sorry, Matt, I'm going to bump. Well, no, I'm going to ask both of them. What's something someone said to you that impacted your recovery? And there, I'm going to go down to Myra's and say, are AA meetings and NA meetings the same 12-step meetings? Can I, so can you I? you maybe have one or, yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me ask, if, I, if I may answer the first one. Um, early on, another Moses group. Sorry, I'll just here. Early on, another Moses group. I was referring to myself as an asshole all the time, right? And, and uh, you're right. I mean, it's, but it sounds so simple. You know, I'm, I'm an asshole. I, you know, I'm just an asshole. I'm just an asshole. And, and Moses suggested that I stop doing that. And, you know, I, I, I took that suggestion, but I had to think about why. You know, because I'm a hard-headed motherfucker who called himself an asshole for a very long time. And what I realized is that I kept, I kept telling myself that so long that I believe that's nothing else I'm going to be is an asshole. If I reframed it and said I'm a guy who's done some asshole things, well, that gives me agency to change that, you know. So that was really, really helpful. Um, and it's something that I stick with to this day, and I'll still talk to newcomers when I hear similar things coming out of their mouths because I think a lot of us share that challenge when we walk in the door. We can only see the piece of shit that we've, you know, we've, you know, we, we, we've turned ourselves into. So, yeah. Um. Early on, so so yeah, the um, you know, don't give up five minutes before the miracle. Don't expect it in five minutes, and stay are definitely two of them. But I mean, in all honesty, like uh, another simple one is is just don't use no matter what because that mm. definitely makes this process in life a whole lot easier. Because I was you know, eighteen months I was going to wait to go to court for this stuff, and I knew as soon as as soon as I picked up and I would have used, I was putting all that at risk, you know. And over that eighteen months, I was building these relationships. I had gotten a job. Um, I'd gotten some things back, and as soon as I used, like, I would, I would completely throw all that stuff down the drain. Not only all the good things and material things that I've gotten in my own life, and I, and I valued my life today. You know, don't use no matter what is the most simple thing. As, as hard as things might get in the world today, um, with this virus, you know, um, unemployment, whatever, like, there's a lot of ways to get through through these struggles and stuff, but as soon as you pick up and use, like, it's just going to make it that much harder. Like, you're, you're beating yourself in the damn head with a baseball bat if you, as soon as you go out and use. I promise you that as long as you don't pick up, no matter what, things get so much easier and so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Thomas, do you want to take the other one? Uh, are, NA, are AA and NA meetings the same 12-step meetings? Um, I don't get in many AA meetings. I go to... Um, more of a Narcotics Anonymous guy, um, but they're kind of structured differently. But as far as the twelve steps, I think that there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, I'm I'm an AA guy, so mm -hmm. as far as I've been able to see with you know, because I don't know much about the NA, but what I've been able to compare it to, you know, it seems that you know the the principles are about the same. Yeah. So. The wording of the steps is a little um, different. Uh, slightly different. Uh, in NA, they add the word we to mm -hmm. the beginning of every step. Um, and, of course, alcoholic is switched with addict mm -hmm. we're using. Um, the principles are the same. I think if you were to examine the actual spiritual principles that are written down in, in books, they would be slightly, they would be different, but they're, they're interchangeable. You know, yeah. in AA, the first step is acceptance. Um, but I don't think you can have acceptance without having honesty yeah. at all. So Being honest with yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, yeah that, I think it was your mom who asked that question, actually. Thanks, Mom. Um, Jamie Lynn Brown says, Thomas Smith is hard on me, <laughs> but I'm very grateful for him and grateful for being able to live here and have all his support, this support, being around people who don't use... Oh, I can't read. People around people who don't use changes everything. I'm only 10 days in. All right, buddy. Um, but I feel amazing and plan to get a sponsor and work in the steps. I'm excited to start. All right, Jamie, good stuff. Um, Cotter. Yeah, I saw Cotter on here too. <laughs> Cotter. Oh, Cotter. Boy. How are you, Cotter? What's going on, buddy? He, um, 
That was one of the first times uh, Thomas and I had like actually spent some time together. You know, McShin's got the White Marker Project. Yeah. And uh, Cotter picked up Thomas and I from Scott House uh, early on in the morning. It's like four o'clock in the yeah. morning. <laughs> we drove out to some church out in uh, uh, Amelia. Yeah, Amelia, and we. Um, mm. Oh, you went to uh, uh, John's sister's Amelia Academy. Yeah, the Christian something or other. I can't remember. I'm not sure. Mm. I, we're all a little burnout, you know, drug use. <laughs> Brian's a little <laughs> afraid. I, actually, I might be conflating story. Never mind. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Okay. But, um, yeah, Cotter was, was one of those people that, was, that had been here for a little while before us and was, you know, uh, paying it forward to us. You know, somebody obviously had taken him out to do this white marker project, had shown him the way, and Cotter was the one that was doing it for us. We all piled in this tiny little truck with the trailer, and we went out, and all day all we did was just put, um, you know, put these crosses out in the ground, which, you know, uh, means monumental things. I've got some friends that are on those crosses, so it was amazing looking through some of these names and just bonding with somebody like Thomas. And, you know, we weren't using, we weren't drinking. You know, we were literally, like, laughing and joking around the whole time, you know, putting wooden stakes in the ground, and it, it was a beautiful thing. And I'll ever be, for, uh, you know, forever grateful for people like Cotter that, that helped pave the way for us when we first got here. Yeah, Cotter, Cotter showed me the White Marker Project, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the, the, the fortune, I suppose, or the mis... It's hard to say fortune with that because I know what we're actually doing, but you know I've had the, well, the honor. Say, can you explain yeah. maybe a little more in depth what the White Marker Project is mm-hmm. for those that don't know? Well, um, uh, the White Marker Project is actually um, under my purview here at McShin, and the White Marker Project is a mobile, um, interactive memorial to individuals who've died from addiction and addiction-related causes. Um, it is a series of white Markers. Most of them are crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, some are stars of David. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to have another iteration coming out the next time. But they're they're often planted in a field um, to represent the individuals we've lost. And in Virginia, uh, we've we lose over 3,500 individuals per year to addiction and addiction related causes. Um, now that's alcohol, that's opiates, overdoses. Um, that's that's a whole list of different things. Um, so it's a way for individuals who are grieving to put together um, put together that grief into one spot. Mm. You know, um, I have friends. We we have common friends on mm-hmm. those on those markers. We have other friends, you know, that we've known from other places on there, and it's it's powerful to see. It's powerful to see how we are together, you know, in our grief, but how. We don't have to, you know, as a person who uses during grief or during happiness or whatever, you know, it's powerful for me to just see that I don't have to use on that. That's that's one thing for me, but it's also powerful to see that we are in this together. Um, I've been working a lot lately on how to articulate what the project <clears throat> means to me because it means so many disparate things, um, different different little elements that are that give me joy, that give me sadness and and really what it does is it 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 keeps it keeps the memories of the of those we've lost alive Mm. you know um i don't fixate you know when i go out there i i will find you know a name i i know and i some specific names i've got a guy on my arm and i will try to find his and i'll make sure that i i'm the one who plants that you know, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's 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 not because I'm going to sit there and get depressed about it and live in that guilt and that because sh- there's guilt, you know, there's the the survivor's guilt, you know, um, or the shame or any of that. It's that you know what this is a person I loved and I care about and I'm going to still be a steward of his name, you know. So, Dakota, how are you in Maine, sir? Maine building freaking tables. I love it. Very nice tables too. Very the beautiful tables. I wish I had two hundred dollars to buy a table. Um, How's the weather in Canada, Dakota? A. <laughs> um, what else we got? Uh, it's about it on the comments. Um, so I don't know. We're we're right around fifty three minutes. Oh, we should. Sure. Damn, this is so, easy to get the time out, wasn't it? I was just gonna say <laughs> I would plug your plug your spot tomorrow. Okay. Cricket and I. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing some extra producing today. Um, <laughs> Well, before we close out, um, something I wanted to try uh, to do and start on a regular thing, important to me in my recovery is gratitude. Now, both of y'all know that every once in a while, and sometimes more regularly than not regularly, but 
every once in a while I'll send out, you know, things I'm grateful for. And guess what? Sometimes I get them back. You mm -hmm. do that all the time. And I love that. So. Oh, I'm bad at that. Yeah, but Ben, it's, it's all right. <laughs> you live with it. How can you be bad at that? It, you know what, though? It's like I get to see your gratitude every day. You know, I get to, I get to experience the, the action. You know, gratitude's an action right here. You know, um, I'm really going off on this one, but there's someone who was in our house recently, and he was only there for a week, right? But he taught me something that, 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 that stick, that's going to stick with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always heard that gratitude was an action, mm -hmm. right? But I'm like, I never really could put that into words. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me the difference between being grateful and having gratitude is being grateful is saying thank you after someone's cooked you a meal. Gratitude is doing the dishes afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never heard that. Yeah. And that just summed it up in, a, in a, such a beautiful way for me. Um, what are you grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for the friendships and relationships I've built yeah. since being here. Like, I love all my brothers to death. And, and, and like, I wouldn't know where I'd be right now without people like y'all, honestly. Yeah. Excellent. Benjamin took the words out of my mouth. Um, but you know, like I and and whenever somebody asks me what I'm grateful for and stuff, I I always I always tell them three things, and it's it's jails, institutions, and death. Because if it wasn't for those three things, you know, I wouldn't have learned the stuff that I do today, and I I, I probably wouldn't be you know alive or clean because you know it's 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 the jails that brought me here, it's the institutions that I'm involved in now, and and it's the the deaths of the you know the loved ones that I've been around. You know that that keeps me humble and keeps me in the process and keeps reminding me of why I'm here. Beautiful, yeah. Todd, sir. What am I? What am I grateful what for? What are you grateful <laughs> for today, sir? Cold. Well, I was trying to actually. Your, I believe it was your mom asked about how many how many crosses were there. So I was trying to pull that up as you caught me red-handed uh, on the phone there. You're gonna but, see. You're gonna read something online that says 3,500, but it's probably closer to 500. Yeah. Um, no, I'm grateful. I'm just I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to still um, be involved in, in helping to get the you know the message of hope out. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we could. There are a lot of other other places in the country where this probably wouldn't be as easy to do right now. Yeah, absolutely, you know? I agree. And so, and I think that you know, for me, this is this is good. You know, I, like I I take a you know I take a lot of. Um, I take a lot into this, so it like it just it it feeds me and helps me, you know, it just helps me to stay focused on myself. So beautiful. Um, I would add, I'm grateful. I love what all of you have said, and I'm grateful for my guests today, who are my friends. You mm -hmm. know, um, you know, something I I could sit here and talk to you guys for hours. I really could, um, especially since I can look at the two of you and I know that the two of you were well, you and then you shortly after, but you were at my door in 20 minutes. You know, when I really needed somebody to be at my door, pulling me from what would have been a really disastrous situation. And I'm always going to be grateful for that. You know, you, Sean, and Josh, and then Ben met us afterwards. You know, that was really, an, it was a pivotal moment for me um, It's in my recovery, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have you guys here as uh, participants in my little, our little, our little podcast. Glad to be here. Uh, I will do a little plug for tomorrow, tomorrow. We've got Lisa Madison, who's huh. been on here. <laughs> what? Uh, no, right? And and uh, some guy named Butch. Go, Butch though. Ooh, I don't know about Butch that. though. Butch. Huh. And then you know, funny enough, there's this guy. Oh. You know this guy. Tell me about him. This guy. Right? Who that? Ooh, this guy. Now, he's got this funny little accent. Does he? You know, and sometimes he kind of squeaks when he walks. Squeak, yeah. squeak, uh -huh. What do you call that? Like, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like a cricket noise? Oh, well, that's his name. His name is Cricket. <laughs> cricket will be here with us tomorrow. He's our, uh, I don't know what the frickin' title is here now, but <laughs> he, he does a little bit of everything. He's the guy who calls me on Saturday when people ain't paid their damn bed fees, and I have to be like, damn it, Cricket. Um, <laughs> I love Cricket. <laughs> tomorrow, join us at 2 o'clock. We got Cricket, we got Lisa, we got Butch shooting the shit, talking, um, talking about jail programs. Um, talk about life and uh, again I want to thank you all I want to thank you Todd my phenomenal producer over there our phenomenal producer I want to continue to thank Kyler um, who should 
who who should uh, um, who will at some point be a guest on this show? I'm going to make him. We may have to <laughs> we may have to phone him in. That's well, he'll, yeah, it's all right. We'll phone him in. Um, and I want to thank uh, everybody for listening today. Um, another thank you to uh, Christian, Teresa Christensen out there uh, for that generous donation. And I see Debbie Rosenbaum. Debbie, Debbie, you are, Debbie, miss you, Debbie. Love we you. Miss you all the time. And, and uh, <laughs> good to hear from you. Um, and thank you, Myra, for and watching. Thanks, real, Mom. Real quick, uh, Debbie's tomorrow night. Debbie is part of the family support one tomorrow. Oh, right, evening, right, so. right. For... Yeah, so. Get in the herd <laughs> after hours, <laughs> late night, with Debbie Rosenbaum and uh, Alex Bond. <laughs> and with that, I'll sign off and say. <laughs> <laughs>